Hello, 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 hello. Thank you again for joining my podcast. I am Joel McRae. We are here for another week to share some thoughts with you. As always, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your presence. So many things going on in the world that has us pondering, has me thinking, have me wondering uh, what's the best way to flow in order to be efficient. I believe this week I want to talk about team building and navigating personality traits. Sometimes that can be extremely difficult trying to put a team together when everyone has their own personality styles. So in this particular podcast, we want to look at some, uh, I guess, kind of some traditional uh, philosophical um, personality traits. I believe it's more of a Greek uh, philosophy type personality traits that uh, range from choleric, melancholy, sanguine, and phlegmatic. So in this particular situation, when we're looking at these particular personality types, you have, again, the choleric personality type, which would be more like a type A personality, a driven personality, a transactional personality, a go-getter, uh, more transactional than relational, uh, someone that's going to basically be focused on a goal almost to the point that they will run over on uh, run over somebody in order to get that goal accomplished. That is a choleric personality. Then you have a melancholy. Uh, the melancholy personality is going to be more so of someone that's going to be organized. Someone that might be even uh, gifted to be creative. Organized to the point that we have to dot those I's, cross the T's. Everything has to be uh, basically rolling and running together. I hate to see things not uh, functioning in an organized way. Your melancholy person. Basically, uh, organizing and making sure everything is organized is going to be at the top of the list. Then you get to your sanguine. Now, your sanguine personality, they are your party animals. They're the ones that's basically going to be relational, and they are here for the party. If you're going to have a meeting, they want to know who brought the uh, cupcakes or who uh, who brought the donuts, who brought the juice. Or basically, where's the party at? Uh, how do we have fun? I'm not here to necessarily to accomplish an agenda. I am here to have a good time. They are going to be the one that's going to be the life of the party. That's your sanguine personality. Then you have your phlegmatic. Now, your phlegmatic is going to be more of your steady Eddie, uh, someone that uh, doesn't want to rock the boat, someone that's going to be loyal, and someone that does not like to have a lot of things change. Can we just keep it consistent? If you start making a lot of changes, you'll probably frustrate uh, uh, a phlegmatic personality. Now, why am I bringing up uh, these personalities? Because when it comes to team building, if we are not sure who's on the team, we're going to find ourselves putting people in the wrong positions And we will find ourselves not necessarily accomplishing goals efficiently or effectively. So today's focus, I want to talk about leadership transmission. So why am I talking about a transmission? When you think about a transmission in a car, there are different gears that you have to navigate in order to get to uh, from zero to 60, from zero to 100. So when you look at a transmission, 
And you're looking at gears like first gear, second gear, third, fourth, fifth, and beyond, depending on the vehicle. You'll notice that uh, in first gear, that cog is really small, so the engine has to turn really fast in order to get to ca- get the car to move. And as you move from first to second, the cog gets a little larger. Then you get to the third gear. That gear gets a little larger. So it gets you larger as you go. So you notice that the smaller that little gear is, the smaller the cog is, the faster the engine has to turn in order to get the engine, uh, the car to move or be in motion. So if I could give you my uh, sound effect uh, on vehicles, that first gear is going to take off and that engine is going to be turning fast. <laughs> And then when you get to a maintenance mode, you'll notice that that engine is going to pretty much be at a lower RPM or revolution per minute. And so the whole point is, is that you are noticing that in order to get your car moving, you don't start in a big gear. You start in a low gear because that that gear is really small and it doesn't take a lot of effort to get that uh, that gear to turn. The engine turns a lot faster and it's easier to get motion from zero or from a standstill in order to get that car moving from that standstill. So how does this relate to personalities? Well, let me describe the transmission for a second. When you are in first gear, that's usually the smaller cog trying to um, basically turn a bigger cog. If you would look at it like, for example, on a 10-speed bicycle, when you're looking at a 10-speed bicycle, you have uh, different sizes of cogs on the front and different sizes of cogs on the back. If you're wanting to start pedaling from uh, a basically a standstill and want to get into motion, you would want to put that uh, 10-speed in a low gear. What does that mean? That means that the smaller cog is on the front where the pedals are, and the larger cog is on the back. The chain's going to be on the large cog in the back, small cog front. So when you're actually uh, pedaling, you're going to be pedaling really, really fast, but the bike is not necessarily going to move that fast because it's easier to pedal a small cog than to put it in a high gear where you're actually having to pedal a big cog on the front at the pedals and a small cog on the back. I don't know if you've actually tried it, but it is one of the most excruciatingly painful things to try, where you're on this big cog in the front, small on the back, and it seems like it takes every ounce of strength just to get those pedals to move. That means you're in the wrong gear. It's too high of a gear to actually get motion. So if you want to get that 10-speed moving more effectively, moving efficiently, you want it in a low gear where there's a small cog on the front and big cog on the back where the chains are located. Chains wrapped around the small on the front, big in the back. You're pedaling extremely fast. Bike is barely moving, but it is easy to get it from zero. Now, that's going to be similar in the car. For those of us that have actually had any experience driving a manual shift transmission you'll know that if you put that uh gear in first and you take off pop off the clutch touch the gas that engine is turning extremely fast but the car is not necessarily moving fast 
in first gear, you might be able to get up to 20 to 30 miles an hour, but that engine is pretty much, uh, the revolution is extremely high. And in order to get the engine to revolve slower, you move from first gear to second gear, which is a little bit larger cog, and the engine can turn slower, but you've already got motion started, all right? Then you move to a bigger cog, which will be third gear, where the engine can turn even slower, but maintain the momentum and the speeds that have been uh, established in gears one and two. Then you get to four or five, or depending on how many gears you have, now it's almost like what we consider overdrive, where that engine is just coasting at about 2,000 RPM, or not turning as fast, but the car is moving more like 70 miles an hour. Now, why is uh, this ideology important when it comes to personalities? Well, when you get to a, uh, a, an organization and you're trying to get some new things started that you've never done before, you want to actually be in your first gear people. And that first gear, the people that actually represent probably the smallest group out of the crowd will be your type A choleric personalities. They are highly driven. And they are basically torqued so high that they are really driven to get goals done. They are extremely uh, focused on getting things done. And it doesn't take a lot of energy or effort to get them to get ideas, vision, and uh, pretty much goals into motion. So they're going to be a small group, but highly torqued, if you will, highly driven. And that's how you get things started. They are your ones that, hey, I have a brand new goal. I have a brand new vision. I need some people that are very driven to get this goal from ideas to mobility. Someone that can actually get this thing started. Now, what you want to do once you get your driven people in motion, you want to shift to the second gear. Your second gear people will tend to be melancholy. They're going to be the ones that are going to document success. They're going to be the ones that are going to basically write the drafts that are going to be necessary for the crowd. Pretty much I've heard some people say that somewhere around 5% of your crowd is going to be your choleric personalities, your leaders, your self-starters. And then about uh, 15 to 20% of the group is going to be melancholy. When you shift the second, it's a little bit larger group than your 5% group, but they can start documenting and creating manuals that you can pass on to the crowd, which is going to basically represent somewhere around 70% of the group. And that crowd will be your phlegmatic and your melancholy, I mean, phlegmatic and your sanguine personalities. So, again, if you're trying to get some initiated, give it to your type A cholerics. Once you get it moving and you're ready to initiate or move this uh, uh, management to the crowd, give it to your melancholy so they can write documents and basically uh, train the crowd on what needs to be done. So you'll get this uh, document done, pass it to the crowd, and your crowd is going to be your maintenance group. They're the ones that now that we got everything up and running, we have training in place. Now we have our sanguine uh, and our phlegmatic groups that are going to be more of your motivators and also your uh, maintainers to maintain the crowd. You do not want to have a choleric type A personality in a maintenance position because they're torqued too high and they're ultimately going to burn out. 
It's almost like trying to drive a car at 60 to 70 miles an hour in first gear. They're torqued too high for maintenance and maintaining speed. So you step back and say, okay, we've gotten uh, our documents done. We've got momentum done. Let's translate or move things or transmit things away from our driven people and our documenters and move your, your type A and your documenters to a new task. Now, let your crowd maintain success as far as mobility. The challenge is, is that when you want to re-engage your type A personalities, you actually want to realize that that's the time that, for example, the organization begins to hit a downturn. Things are, are starting to go down and you need to basically keep things from sliding off a cliff, so to speak. You downshift to your choleric personalities to slow things down, reorganize and recast vision. And then you basically redocument with your melancholies and start shifting back up with new re-engineered ideas to get the organization moving forward. Then once you get it reorganized, re-engineered, you shift back to the crowd and let them maintain it. However, we said we don't want to have your type A personalities maintaining uh, momentum. You also don't want to start or initiate something with your crowd. So if you have phlegmatics and sanguines and you have a new vision that you're wanting to cast and you want that vision to take off, if you start off in the crowd, if you've ever tried to start a car, a manual shift in fourth gear, it will basically fizzle out and break down every time because there's usually not enough drive sometimes in the crowd to get something initiated and move from zero to actually a momentum. So Thinking about that transmission, again, if you're starting something, initiating something, start with your driven people. Once you get things moving, you will begin to see that uh, shift to your melancholy documenters, and then you shift it to your crowd. If there's a new hill to climb, if there's a new, uh, basically a new way of doing things and you're, you've got momentum, but we have to make a shift for technological advances. We have to make a shift for changes in uh, uh, product, changes in how we do business. Then you might want to downshift and get things recasted as far as vision, reorganized, restructured, and you downshift to the leaders to restructure it, cast vision, and then redocument and give it back to the crowd. But again, you don't necessarily want your driven people in maintenance mode. They will pretty much burn out every time. I believe the Bible is also a good example of that, that Jesus came down uh, to earth to initiate a new plan of salvation. He did not start with a crowd. He started with 12 people and he spent three years training leaders. And as he trained leaders, they were ready for an upper room experience in Acts chapter one and two. And there are about 120 leaders that grew out of the 12. And then when the crowd came, you started having leaders available to train and to equip the crowd. But he did not start a major move in a crowd. So even following Jesus' example, if you're going through the Bible, you're starting to see God working through leaders. Even Moses, I believe in Exodus, when Jethro, his father-in-law, came through, he was saying, Moses, what you're doing is not good because Moses was trying to actually manage crowds instead of managing leaders. 
John Maxwell has a statement saying, if you want to explode, you want to lead leaders. If you want to just grow, you want to lead followers. So in this particular podcast, I wanted to encourage you that if you're trying to build a team and if you're trying to get that team moving and get momentum, go and get a momentum of an idea moving forward, extremely fluid, uh, efficient and in a way that you don't have a lot of sputtering and fizzle out. I encourage you to consider looking at the dynamics of your team. Find out who your type A personalities are. Find out who your organized people are. Find out who your party animals are and who your loyal, don't rock the boat, uh, basically want to stick to a routine people are. And learn how to navigate those personalities in a way where you can move from zero with a new idea to Uh, 70 miles an hour, if you will, to the crowd. Start with a type A, work through your melancholies for documentation, and then finally get to your crowd for maintenance and momentum. And you'll probably see if you could work it this way, a lot more efficiency, a a lot more effectiveness, and possibly a lot less conflict. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today listening to these ideas let me know what you think about it it's just something that i've been pondering for a while send your questions send your ideas i appreciate the questions that are coming through for those that are uh, wanting to know how to navigate leadership let me know what you think about it and you can always uh, check out my podcast on my website at joelmccray.com or you can check it out at itunes or in the apple podcast or spotify pandora and more thank you again for being here today i appreciate your time i appreciate your presence continue continue to reach out to me and we'll continue to dig and meditate ponder and give thought-provoking ideas for you god bless and we'll talk to you later